The Buckeye Raw Extra Podcast is proudly presented by CF Bank, the boutique bank. Trusted for over 125 years with commercial financing, residential lending, personal banking, and more. Visit us online at www.cf.bank. NMLS 409132, all loan subjects credit approval. Terms, fees, and conditions may apply. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Uh, second row middle, uh, Dave Biddle, 24-7. Hi, Ryan. Um, I don't think Mayan Williams is on the sideline on Saturday. Can you shed some, some light on what's going on with him, and do you expect to have him back for the Indiana game? Yeah, I expect to have him back. Um, can't get into specifics on it, but it was, uh, you know, a couple weeks he was out there, um, and, you know, we plan to have him practicing this week. How is he dealing with everything? Is he getting the gears to start, or how is he dealing with everything? That seems to be doing well. I think he's looking forward to getting back out there and getting practicing and uh, feeling better. So um, he needs to get back into the rhythm of practicing. And, and then, you know, once you get healthy again, then you get back on the field, you start to feel better. But until then, yeah, he probably wants to get going and get anxious, yeah. Uh, second row right, uh, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, uh, Harry Miller in, in August was, was, looked like he was in in the competition for that center spot um, and when the second team came in um, late in the game with like he's a left guard do you still see him as a center or are you looking at him more as a guard where, where he kind of fit in uh, he's probably more of a swing guy now you know he can do both um, and uh, you know which which is good anytime you have versatility you can play both that's a good thing so uh, you know played last year and, and uh, you know played it obviously in the preseason so uh, again both both positions has Luke done enough by this point to do six games that's just this starting spot kind of going forward? Uh, I mean, yeah, keep working at it, but uh, so far, you know, I've been pleased with the way he's played. Uh, he's been solid across the board. Um, you know, we'll keep evaluating, keep looking. We do. We have rotated guys in and out of there, which has been good. You know, we have a, a pretty deep offensive line room, which is which is a value, obviously, as we head into the second half of the season. Let's go fourth row left, uh, Jacob Benji, the Lantern. Hey Ryan, I wanted to ask you about special teams and punt returns in particular. Just um, after seeing Emeka kind of burst on the scene and kick returns, just what goes into the decision to leave Garrett Wilson out there on punts? Because we've seen guys like Ronnie Bell and Dante Jenkins get hurt on plays like that. So just, um, you know, when you have a guy like Emeka back there, what goes into the decision to leave Garrett out there when he's such a big part of the offense? Yeah, I mean, kickoff returns, as you know, and punt returns are very, very different. You know, the punt returns, um, you know, nowadays they can, you know, they they can kind of hold up the punt a little bit and allow in college everyone to get downfield, which is different than in the pros. Um, and so you see a lot of the Australian rules guys come, come over and, um, you know, kind of hold it up a little bit and, you know, rugby style, things like that. Uh, and you can have multiple gunners. So it's a little harder to get those punt returns going. We've been working really hard. We were, a little, we were close a couple couple blocks away just last week to getting that done. Um, and so that, that, that part, uh, we feel like we're, we're closer than, than we've been. Uh, and he's a reliable guy back there. It's very important to have a guy like that. And when you have somebody back there who you believe in can take it back, that motivates the guys in the entire unit to play and to give them a chance. So, but, you know, in terms of the punt returning, you know, that's a much different deal than kickoff return. Kickoff return is just a lot of momentum on both sides. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's one of those things we, we've looked at really, really hard to decide if, you know, last year, as you know, we didn't do that. We t- tried to take the ball to 25 this year. You know, we're picking and choosing our spots. We think that it's, it's appropriate. And, um, and and a big part of that is the guys who are on that unit. It's not just the returner. It's everybody involved. Yeah, but speaking of the offense, you know, it seemed like every time you had the ball, you scored at the end of the series. So just, 
I know your hands deep in the offense and play calling and whatnot, but who else should um, who else do you want to highlight that goes into making the decisions on offense and play calling habit just just roll and roll that teams can hardly keep up to? Well, it's it's everybody, and it's it's when things go good, when things go bad, you know you. You try to figure out, you know, why that is, but you know, we have very, very good players. That's the first thing, and uh, those guys are doing a good job right now of executing. Uh, but in terms of the game planning and, and play calling, you know, Kevin and I, you know, uh, do it together, and, and then you know, certainly Stud and Tony and Brian Hartline and Corey and all the guys in that entire room help put that plan together on a weekly basis. And uh, but it, the most important thing is, is you know, certainly a, a clean plan, but practicing well and executing at a high level during the week, so that when you get to the game. And you put it back on the field. You can't just show up on Saturday and expect that to happen. So, you know, if we want to continue to build, we have to continue to practice better. Uh, right in front of him, Dan Holt, 11 Warriors. Uh, Ryan, we saw Cam Brown leave the game early on Saturday. Kind of what's his prognosis? Yeah, I don't know if he'll practice this week. Um, you know, we'll kind of go day to day and see how he's feeling. But, um, you know, you know, he's a guy who's been playing when he's up and out there. He's done a good job. It's just... You know he's had a hard time staying on the field, and, and so you know hopefully this is just another bump in the road. But once he gets him, once he gets back, uh, he's a big part of our defense. Do you think he'll be back in the end game? I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll probably get a better idea towards the middle of the week. That position group as a whole, and obviously both Cam and Seven have both had to deal with some injuries. Just how do you feel about where that position is in terms of you know who you got starting out there and your depth there? I mean, I feel solid about it. You know, I don't know if I can sit here and tell you I feel great about that right now. Um, midway through the season, I think we're better than we were six weeks ago. Um, but but overall, still looking for more consistency and more production from that from that spot. A little far left, Justin Holbrock, uh, WCMH. It's just your thoughts, Ryan, on Big Ten having five teams in the top ten, and what is it about the conference that maybe has changed since you've been here, and why did that make you to the top? Yeah, I don't know if I can put my finger on it, but we have some great. Uh, great coaches in this league. We have um, some great universities who do a great job recruiting, and uh, and it's exciting. It's exciting for our conference, and um, you know we got some of these big games coming up here in the next six weeks. And, and uh, but but it's great for the conference, and, and we're obviously excited to play them. Uh, front row, uh, middle, Bill Rabinowitz, Columbus Dispatch. All right. Early in the year, when you guys were struggling, you admitted you weren't sleeping very well. How are you sleeping now? <laughs> you know, how good do you feel about where you guys are right now? Um, yeah, I don't know how well I'm still sleeping. We still got a lot of football left. We haven't done anything yet. Um, but I think that you know, there is um, you know, some confidence being built. Um, you can see that um, you know, some guys are starting to you know, settle into some roles, and that, that's a good thing. And we're not doing everything for the first time, and I think when we walk onto the field, we're expecting a high level of execution in all three phases, and uh, and because of that, there's just a confidence about about the team right now that's good. But you know, the, the, the competition's going to increase. You know, we're going to have to go on the road here, night game at Indiana, and play well here. You know, pretty soon, and and uh, and, and the games are just going to get bigger and bigger. So, um, you know, we'll, you know, we still have a young team that hasn't changed, but having six games under our belt. Uh, I do think we're in a better place than we were six, six games ago. And in your mind, what are still the biggest issues, the biggest questions you guys have to answer? I don't know if it's one or two things. I just think that as the, the competition increases, you know, things get harder and harder. Um, you know, executing at a high level and, and using fundamentals and taking care of the football and tackling and, um, you know, all of those types of situations, you know, because when you play in, you know, matchup games, you play in tight games, every play matters. You know, every rep matters, and all it can take is one or two plays, and your whole day can be ruined. 
And uh, while you know we played well the last couple of weeks, that wasn't really the case where it was you know coming out on one or two plays. And so just continually focusing on that and fundamentals and you know winning the wars up front on the offensive defensive line, stopping the run, running the football, playing situational football. You know, it's going to come down to some short yardage plays here in some of these tight games, some red zone execution, those type of things. Yeah, what do you want to get done this week? I know you got practice. Yeah. Yeah, we're keeping it as, as uh, game-like as, as we can. So Tuesday is going to be a padded practice. Wednesday will be a padded practice, and we'll, we'll take the pads off on Thursday. Um, Tuesday for us is first and second down. Wednesday, third down red zone. And then we try to polish on, on Thursday. We're going to try to keep that momentum going because I think our guys um, have gotten a rhythm with that. We didn't practice on Sunday, and we won't practice on, on Saturday. And then, uh, so I, I think obviously we want to get some of those guys some rest and get them off their feet a little bit and recharge for this the second half of this this run here. But uh, but also continue to work on fundamentals, keep the um, you know good on good work going this week, and uh, you know we, we got to keep getting better. I thought I feel like we've gotten better, but we can't all of a sudden stall during a bye week and take a huge deep breath and not get better. Um, you know, there's there's things about the bye week you really enjoy. And there's other things that you know you kind of wish you continued on the routine because. Uh, we have gotten a rhythm here, but uh, but I, but I think it's come at the right time and a uh, chance to also you know just look at uh, and reflect on these first six games. Where are we at? Look at our personnel. Look at our scheme. Look at things across the board to make sure that we're in the right place. You know, heading into these last six games. Fourth row left, uh, Mark Snyder, press pros. Uh, Coach, is this a good time to have a bye week? Because uh, you know people are saying, well, they're, they're so hot right now. Right. And uh, I think uh, Garrett Wilson said, you know, things are going on, on rails right now. Uh, or is this a great time considering you're the midway point? Yeah, I don't. You could look at it both ways, I guess, and make a case. Um, it doesn't matter because it's here, so we're going to make the best of it. But um, no, I mean, I, you could look at it both ways. You know, uh, we're going to use it as a, as an opportunity to again get on fundamentals. Get stronger, get better against each other. Continue to work on our pad level and execution on, on all three phases, and then also you know get ourselves some rest so that we can you know play at a high high level when we go to Indiana. And, and with regard to your uh, second and third quarterback, do you feel better about that now that you know three weeks of, of, of play and you've got more information on them uh, just in case they are needed even more so down the road. Yeah, I, I feel better, like you said, uh, because we have more information. And we have real snaps that we can go upon. Uh, fourth row middle, Colin Gay, right. Hey Ryan, when you mentioned fundamentals, and how important are fundamentals like tackling in terms of forming that defensive identity that you guys are trying to? Form? Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, you can get caught up in all the scheme of it all, which we have to. You know, we change some different things up, but at the end of the day, it's going to be pad level in the line of scrimmage, defeating blocks, and tackling, and uh, you know, covering. You know, and, and understanding the drops in the coverage and zone and technique and man-to-man and those type of things. And when you when you start going against better players, you know, you, you really have to go back on those fundamentals. And so, great opportunity this week to, to rebite on those. What kind of things are you guys focusing on in, in, in practice this week to kind of, you know, make sure those, whether it's well-formed tackles, whether it's tackling in space, what kinds of things are you guys doing to make sure that's prepared uh, for the rest of this uh, second half of the yeah, we'll, we'll use some good on good. Um, so the, the ones will go against the ones, uh, which is we don't do a ton of that in season. We do some, but uh, but more, you know, pad level and those type of things. And, um, you know, coverage against, you know, our best corners will go against our best receivers and our best tackles will go against the best defensive ends and, and all, all across the board so that we're going against really good players every day and you have to use fundamentals when you, when you do that. Um, 
there'll also be a lot of teach, teaching opportunities in, in practice the next three days where, you know, we can get some things fixed or teach some things that maybe we see, you know, projecting out the next couple of weeks that we'll need. I will go here far right, play hall. Let me ask my ex. Are you, uh, are you adding things on offense uh, just to give these better teams something to think about? Trey beyond out of the backfield uh, purposely? Well, I, I think, first off, you always have to try to stay a step ahead. And um, and the good news is, you know, when you have weapons like we do, um, you know, if they take one thing away, you want to make sure you you go attack them in another way. But, but that's part of this this job is trying to stay one step ahead and, and figuring out, you know, what how are they going to attack you on offense and defense and, and having some change ups, but not getting crazy because you got to you know make sure you rely on the stuff that you know really well. And again, that's kind of the art of, of coaching, especially late in the season. Is there a recruiting strategy this week? How many people? Do you- and see, get out, etc. Yeah, we're uh, we went out yesterday. We'll be out Friday, and um, you know it's a great opportunity. It's the first time we've really been out back on the road again, which is which is really important for us. Right behind us, Adam, WBNS TV. You've now seen kind of six weeks, or I guess five weeks of Stroud here. What's maybe most surprised you, and where do you think that Um, you know, I don't know if there's been any super surprises. I, I think that. There's there's some really some good things in there that he's done. He's um, in the last couple of games he's made good decisions. He's seen it pretty well. He's prepared at a pretty high level. He's shown some toughness along the way. Um, but you know as these games get tighter and they get tougher, you know he's going to get challenged in different ways. And so the focus just has to be on the process of getting better every day and preparing and taking one game at a time. Because you know certainly in this league and what we're about to go into every week is its own. You know, story and uh, nothing you did the week before matters at all, and understanding that's going to be important. Uh, front, second row, middle, uh, Stephen Meeks, Cleveland.com. Recruiting, I think when we actually showed the summer, you said you were pretty happy and pretty pleased with where the numbers were, or classes, highlighting, take the time a little bit, do this more normally. Um, but did you think where the numbers are right now, about 22 and 23, did you think that's where we're about this point? Are you still pleased with that? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're in pretty good shape. I mean, one of the, the good things that we're able to do now is to start to evaluate some of the guys who played. It's, it's been a while since some of these these um, these prospects have been on the field and actually played in games. So uh, we're gathering that information, and evaluating those guys, and, and so you know, really trying to be thorough about it. Uh, far, uh, far left, uh, deep, uh, Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes now, Sports Illustrated. Coach, I want to start with a non-football question. Fox and ESPN put out a couple of really nice pieces this weekend about your story and your your mental health initiatives. Uh, I think it, it opened the door to a lot of people who had not yet heard that story. Is there anything you know, latest that you can share with us on, on those initiatives? Well, we get some great feedback from the On Our Sleeves uh, Foundation over nationwide that they've um, received a lot of positive feedback and a lot of donations, uh, which is really important for what they do there uh, with the behavioral health pavilion that really operates on a deficit. They don't make money on that, so they need that in order to operate and to serve uh, Central Ohio area in, in that area. But um, yeah, I've gotten a lot, a lot of positive feedbacks too, just in messages and uh, people reaching out. And uh, the whole idea <clears throat> was to bring attention to it and maybe help one or two people. Uh, you know, and, and maybe it's more than that, but. I just felt like, you know, the legacy of my father now can be felt that maybe there was somebody, you know, in Ohio or somewhere across the country that saw that story and um, asked for help, got help, or, or somebody um, was able to help someone that they loved and, and, you know, called out something that maybe would 
otherwise got you know pushed under the rug, and uh, it wasn't easy to do. But uh, you know, I feel I feel better afterwards for doing it. And again, maybe it helps somebody out there. Thanks for encouraging that. Uh, football question on the quarterback side. I want to ask you about just the development of the rest of the group. We've obviously seen CJ really take off. Uh, what's the latest that you're seeing in Kyle and Jack? No, I think that they're they're much further along than they were, um, you know, six weeks ago. Um, I know they all want to get more reps, and the more reps they get, they feel that they're they're making progress. But the good news is they've they've been in some games and they, they've learned that you know you don't get a second chance in a game. You know, you, you kind of get that way in practice. We call it back. Let's run the play again. Well, when you're in a game, you either do or you don't, and that's about competitive excellence, and that's part of a quarterback that you got to understand. And the challenge for being you know a backup is you don't get as many reps as a starter. And so, you know, those mental reps in the back and preparation that way is important. And you see it across the board, um, whether it's in college football or the NFL, guys who step into that role, um, it's a unique situation. You have to prepare properly for those, those types of situations. Some guys step in and you can just tell they're just not quite ready. And then other guys, they've done a great job of preparing that week, knowing that they may never get in the game. And uh, that's a unique situation that they're, they're learning about. And uh, you, just, you never know. You might be right in the middle of it. Um, all it takes is one snap, and, and you're you're the guy that we need. So um, I think they understand that, but it's getting more and more real. Uh, far left, Jared Smalley, WCMH. Uh, Ryan, the TV broadcast this week mentioned um, that Dewan Jones' jersey is the biggest Nike's ever made. You know that's true? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a bigger one out there. I'd like to see who he looks like. Maybe Shaquille O'Neal or something. <laughs> But just his, you know, his emergence this season, I think you all have always shown the, the physical tools that were available to you with him and his, his attitude and those things that, that made him a unique talent. But to see it process on the field where he's grading extremely high every week and being a champion, those kind of things, you know, we highly regarded across the country for his work this year. Is, is he maybe one of those top couple of success stories for the first half of the year? I mean, I think he stepped in and played well at times. He's, he's done a good job. He's brought energy. Uh, he's done a good job in pass protection. Um, I think the big thing with him is you can see what he's capable of. Uh, it's going to be the consistency. And, again, as we start to go against um, some of these uh, really good defenses that are coming down the tubes here, uh, you know, he's going to get challenged. And the consistency is going to be critically important um, because he, he certainly can do it. And, and you can make a cut up of, you know, uh, if there's you know 70 plays in a game, you can make a cut up of 30 or 40 where, man, he's, he's, he's doing a great job. And there's other ones where, you know, he's got to figure out, you know, what he's doing on that play that, you know, he needs to improve on. Uh, and that's he's not that's not unique to him. But one thing I'll say about him is he likes to play. He brings great energy um, to the games. And, uh, and you know, he's got a very high ceiling. Second to the right, Austin Ward, Letterman Row. Man, a month ago we are in here talking about the hard conversations you want to have with the defensive staff and see more pressure from the line. Linebackers playing better, secondary crosses work. It probably wasn't easy, but has have you got the results from that defensive staff that you wanted? I mean, we'll see. It, it's it's still very early in the process, but I think that the um, that the overall chemistry, um, the confidence, and and really so far the results have, have been um, you know trending in the right direction. Uh, again, we got some bigger challenges coming here, but. Uh, as I sit here, I think we're in a different place than we were back then. Have you seen, I don't know, maybe, maybe emotional a little bit about it with Terry getting the game ball on Saturday? Uh, why was that? And, and 
this probably could have gone a lot of different ways other than the way it is with him. How, how's that all worked out behind closed doors? Yeah, anytime you go through a loss like that and, and you have to kind of recalibrate some things and, and restructure things, it's tough. And, uh, you know, I've said it publicly already that I just got a lot of respect for the way that that, that whole defensive staff has handled this last month, uh, but in particular, Kerry. And uh, because of that, they've all gelled together with one voice. They've, they've come together, and that defense is coming together. And that doesn't just happen. You know, it takes special people who understand what this place is and what Ohio State means. And uh, you don't act that selflessly without really loving Ohio State and, and, and loving uh, Buckeye Nation and, and these kids. And so when you see something like that, you got to call it out for what it is. And I think it's a great lesson for all of our players. Third row right, Tony Irvin, Buckeye School. Along those lines with the defense, how do you know when it's time to add more, and are you there yet? In like, terms of have to do more with the defense and add more things to it. Right. I, I mean, that's the art of coaching. You're, you, I mean, you know, there's times where you know you got to just you got to go. You got to put some things in and mix it up. And there's other times where you, know, you, you, you get done with the game and you're like, man, we did too much. You know, and that's that fine line. And uh, I have actually talked to the guys about that. You know, we got to keep adding, but at the same time, we can't. All of a sudden, get done with the game and be like, "Man, we, we try to do too much. We're jack of all trades, master of none." Like that's not a good feeling either. And so that's the back and forth conversation that, that these guys have got to have. And uh, you know, I trust them. I mean, they're, they're they're preparing at a high level. They're getting the guys ready. They're identifying what their guys can do better now. And so because of that, there's a lot of rhythm. And I also think there's just rhythm in the game right now for them. Where carries upstairs, he sees it very very well. The information that's coming down the mat. That's doing a good job of calling it. Larry's doing a great job down the field. And so was Al. And then I talked all season long about pairing down the rotations and all of these things. You've got two sets of two linebackers. Seem to be playing really, really well right now. How would you assess that? And does that surprise you that you can rotate like that? Um, I, I think that they're, they're getting better every time they play, for sure. Um, you know, we'll see again as we go into the these last six games uh, where they're at. But there's definitely improvement and. You know, I think when you can play two guys at each position, that, that, that helps. You know, let's say you play 70, 70 plays, you know, if each guy can have 35, you can be more efficient, you know, when you cut your plays in half. You can just be faster. You can, um, you know, you can play with more uh, precision, you know, just the whole thing. You can focus better, you know, when you cut those reps down. And then as they get more and more reps under their belt, you know, then they can take on more reps. Um, there's still not a lot of guys on our defense that can play a full of the whole game over there. 70 some odd plays, you know, so we get guys in and out, but it's starting to build up. You're starting to see those rep counts add up on some of the guys, and that's a good thing. Because um, if if we're going to stop some of the offenses we're about to play, the linebackers got to play well. Right behind him, Nathan Barrett, Cleveland.com. Uh, continuing a the theme here, but um, you've talked before about the job that Larry's doing, the job that Kerry's doing, how that's all sort of falling together. Obviously, there's staffs out there where they have sort of run game coordinator, pass game coordinator. Is that what you would kind of call what's happening right now? And is the way it's working giving you any new ideas on how to structure this in the future? Um, I don't think that we have, you know, really the run game, pass game, but certainly Larry um, and Al have, you know, a lot of conversations about the run game and how to stop the run and certainly how to get after the quarterback. And uh, Matt and Kerry. He'll do a great job in the back end in terms of you know, understanding the coverages. And, and then they're all getting in there together and uh, putting it all together that way. And I think that's important. And I also think they're doing a better job of meeting together as a group, the entire defense, so that it's heard from one voice. 
And uh, and I think the players, the feedback I'm getting from them is that they appreciate that because they understand how the back end fits in with the front end, and, and everybody's you know moving in the same direction. If those components were all still pretty much in place from the beginning, that, that collaboration was already happening, what are you seeing or hearing as far as the way Matt is calling the game? Is it decisions he's making in the moment? Is it just communication? What's what's different and what's been better? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I can name one thing, but I think it's just the whole thing. It's just you know job responsibilities and, and how it's going to um, how these guys are going about you know putting the game plan together and, and calling it. It just seems to be working the way it is right now. Uh, far right, uh, in, in the back, uh, Zach Carpenter, Letterman, Rowe. Hey, Ryan, I know uh, guys like Paris Campbell really uh, used that, that little pop pass behind the line of scrimmage um, really effectively. And we saw a little bit against Akron, against Rutgers, and then even a little bit uh, as sort of decoy with him, uh, in the Maryland game with uh, with Chris Olave going in motion. Just what sort of extra dynamic does that bring to your offense, and is that something that you kind of want to start implementing more? Yeah, the, the jet sweep is something that, um, has really come into our game probably in the last three or four years. Uh, it's, it's an opportunity where, you know, one of your guys is running full speed at the snap and everybody else is still, and, and he can get the ball either on a handoff or, or a quick toss, and he's going full speed the minute the ball snapped. And so that allows us to attack the perimeter, and uh, we try to find as many ways as we can, whether with bubble screens, running the ball, throwing the ball out there, or this, uh, to, to attack the perimeter. And anytime you can force him to defend the entire field, you know, now you're now you're creating space for your players, and then the same thing is you know vertically. You got to you got to you got to push the ball vertically, um, and that's the goal of our offense. You know, how can we stretch it this way and this way um, to create more and more space for our guys? And uh, that's a play that we've used here now. You know, uh, we don't we don't use it a lot. We don't try to overdo it, but when appropriate, uh, it's a great opportunity to get our guys the ball out of space. Yeah, I'm curious because uh, I asked Jackson last week, like. Is that something the receivers are clamoring for? Because you talked last week about not wanting to force feed uh, any of the receivers or anybody. So I know that's a great way to get them the ball and kind of get them the touches. But I'm curious, how much collaboration is there in the offense uh, with maybe some of the veteran receivers or veteran guys? Like, do you talk to them? Like, uh, what what plays do you like? Are you comfortable with routes and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, you know, we put the game plan together, uh, and then during the week we, we just we talk through with them and. Um, there's certain plays that you know they really love. Usually, it's the ones down the field <laughs> where they're touching it. Uh, but and then there's other ones that just don't fit. You know, you try to get. And usually, it's in practice. You know, you can tell right away. Usually, the first couple times you're running, if it, if it, if it looks good and guys like it, then uh, you keep it. If you have to, you know, run on a fourth and fifth time and it just isn't working, you're probably better off just throwing it out. And that's where you know you try to make a decision. You know, you've invested, you know, meeting time. Walk through time, practice time on the play. Do you keep it or do you throw it out? And that's where, when you get into that Wednesday, Thursday, you have to make those decisions. But uh, but we're always listening to the, the players' feedbacks, you know, in terms of what they think and what they see on film and, and how they like certain plays. Time for just a few more. Uh, second row left, Steve Hellwagon, twenty four seven. Yeah, coach. Uh, you talked about the progress of the linebackers here a couple minutes ago. That Tony maybe asked you about that. Uh, the other two lines of your defense, the defensive line and the secondary, just in general terms. Uh, the progress from game one to game six, and, and what you've seen there, what they what both those units need to do going forward. Yeah, we played a lot of guys up front. We played some young guys up front, um, and and that's been a really good thing for our future. Uh, but we need we need those veteran guys to play well for us in the second half of the season. So looking forward to get uh, you know Tyreek back and 
um, you know, make sure you know we get through this week with Haskell and hopefully get him back next week. And um, and, and those, you know, anytime you, know, you make a run here in October, November, you need your veteran players to play veteran. Uh, I think we've created some depth there, which has been good. Um, but you know, the expectation here in the D line, so looking forward to see that progress being made. Um, but and there has been, you know, there's definitely been some some really good plays there, and they've gotten in the backfield. And you can see the last couple of weeks we're creating more sacks and creating more disruption in the backfield. And again, as the competition increases, we just have to continue to build on that. In the back end, I, I think uh, you know we've been better, we're better than we were last year. Um, but there's still a lot of things to improve on. So a lot of still some you know uh, some young guys out there, but. Again, it's the same idea. You know, some of the guys who have played out there before, like Seven and Cam Brown and those guys, you know, we're counting on those guys to, to be veteran and play for us. Um, so, um, but again, I think we're, we're better than we were, but we still got a ways to go. Uh, fourth row middle, Patrick Murphy, 24-7. Ryan, you guys were kind of a headline earlier in the season with the loss to Oregon. Since then, a number of teams considered preseason have, have dropped games and kind of fallen off. And some teams that are now being talked about weren't being talked about preseason. And keeping in mind that I know you're focused on your team, but it's it's an off week. Just your perception of kind of college football this year, and, and maybe there isn't that one elite or two or three elite teams that are going to run through the season. And just kind of what you've seen from the, the season as you've been able to look around. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it's been a unique year so far. Um, why is that? I, you know, I don't really know. Uh, but... Uh, maybe it's coming off of COVID. Maybe it's the transfer situation. I don't really know, but uh, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a strange year so far. And I think you know the teams that just continue to get better week in and week out are the ones that are going to show up here, you know, in November. But uh, you got to take care of right now. You can't worry about all that stuff. And the good news for us is, you know, you're like you hold your, hold your own destiny in your hands. You just got to continue to get better, and that's all you can ask for. And so, um, you know, not something that we were talking about, you know, four weeks ago, but. And you start to see it a little bit now, and I think the guys are starting to believe. But you know, we got to go out and play really good against Indiana next week, and uh, you know, get that win and keep building from there. Um, there's still a lot of things that need to get done before we consider what's going, what's coming next. But um, but it has been a very unique year, um, and interested to see what these next six weeks look like. And you've talked a number of times today about the challenges that are coming. Um, do you like the fact that your team has these challenges now? You know, going into the second half of the season, and maybe use that as a, a motivation. I don't, that's not the right word, but but looking forward, they know there's something to play for, and they know there's opportunity, as opposed to maybe you've had some of those games already in the first half of the season. Yeah, no, I mean it's just it's what you want right now. You know, you want a team that's that's building momentum and um, that's got a you know a couple scars on them, and you're starting to get a little callous and get a little tougher. So, um, I mean, that's what this thing's all about is building towards October, and November. So. Um, Still only coming into game seven here, but it's quickly getting up, getting upon us, and, and that is exciting. And final question, second round rank, Tim May and Letterman Rowe. Yeah, kind uh, of a $100 a couple. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, uh, is there such thing as a player having a net for, for kickoff returns? I mean, having a feel for it, I mean, having the, you know, the vision to see what's happening, but also the bravery yeah. uh, to do it. And when did you notice that about Anika having that? Yeah, no, I... I I, I think the answer is yes, there is. And a big part of it is, like you said, having the strength and size and the courage to run through all that smoke. And that's that's a big part of it. But we also felt like the guys up front, we had a good group of guys that, that Parker felt like could give us a chance. And um, you just try to figure that into it. And uh, when did that happen? You know, you kind of saw it a little bit in preseason, but it was never live. And then 
And you try to project the best you can. You see him just his, his maturity and the way he go, goes about his business and his toughness in the weight room and just things like that you notice. And and then as it's built up, now we have some evidence to show that, that he can do it. Uh, two more quickies, if you don't mind. <laughs> Bill Landis, I was sitting here watching the game the other day. I'm sitting next to Austin and stuff too. But you notice a little, they ran a little twist in front of like uh, Thayer and, uh, and Nicholas on the left side. And the guy come, comes inside thinking he's got a free shot and Thayer's standing there like a brick wall and stuff. It just, you know, when y'all watch those kind of plays on video, what, what did you just tell you about your line, your veterans? And you showed that to DeWan, for example. I mean, teaching moments. Go ahead. Yeah, well, just, you know, I think one of the things that our guys have done a good job of in the pass protection is handling the twists and getting their hands on guys and giving CJ a clean pocket. I think that's something that, you know, if you look back in the last six weeks, they've done a good job of that. Now, again, some, some you know, better rushers are coming and more, more pressure's coming. I got it. But... But overall, that, that part's been, been well done, and uh, a lot of it has to do with how Stud, you know, uh, you know coaches it, practices it, and the way we challenge each other in practice. Uh, but having someone like Thayer in there is that, that veteran guy who's seen a lot of that stuff, but it goes a long way. Chipo uh, the other night after that win, he, you know, he, he wanted his players to feel good about beating Alabama, but what he most wanted them to feel was the work they put in, the preparation they put in, the process. That's what they should be happy about and, and moving forward is you got here because of this. Right. I mean, you sense your team grasped that too, especially after the Oregon game. I mean, that maybe there wasn't that fault, but I mean, you, you sense that going forward. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been our message here for the last few weeks is just how well you practice during the week is a direct reflection of, of how you play now. It doesn't mean anything. You can practice great all week. It just gives you a chance. You have to still put it on the field, but but that's the routine that we were missing. You know, when I think back on last year, I'm not sure we went through a whole week without some sort of an interruption. And so those guys who are freshmen who are now sophomores, and then the freshmen who are in the program now who maybe even didn't even have a senior year of high school, they had never done through any of this before. And so um, now that we're getting into that routine, they're understanding that practice really does matter and that what you do in practice does make a difference on Saturday. And I think they're starting to see that, which is huge. And, I'm sure that's what Coach was talking about. Coach, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ryan.